Raiding Raider fans, if that's what you can call it. <laughs> this is the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Greg, with a disappointing loss to the Loser Jets, 26-10 to for the Jets, 10 points for the Raiders, and here we are. Uh, at this point of the season, do I need to say any more? Every Raider fan that saw the game could probably tell me more than I saw, even though I reflected on it several times throughout the game. Um, screaming and yelling like the rest of the Raider Nation. I could hear the, I could feel the ground shaking under me by the nation. Um, the screaming, the disappointment was in the air, and it was a tough loss. It was a tough loss because this is definitely a game that we should have been victorious at. But I'm going to get into that a little bit more later. Before then, I got some shouts out. To Roby up in the Washington area. Thanks for the phone call, Roby. Appreciate it. All your comments are always welcome. And also on the comments page. And speaking of the comments page, let's get right to the comments page. Robert Moorhead from Japan. I want to remind you, Robert, why don't you get on that Frapper? And I remind everybody to get on the Frapper website and uh, go ahead and put your name on there and Put your address. It won't give you anybody your exact address. It gives kind of a general area where you live, so you don't have to worry about someone knocking on your door or anything. It's a cool thing. It's nice to see. We got some, we got some uh, pins that are in Europe and UK. Got a couple over there. Got one in Guatemala. As soon as I get yours, Robert, it'll be one in Japan. It looks cool. It's cool for the Raider Nation, and it's certainly cool for me to look at on the Raider Nation podcast. And hopefully next season, it'll get us a, a press pass. Uh, to the games so you can get better coverage right here at the Raider Nation podcast, some interviews with current team players, and um, more access for you, the fan. Uh, That's what that's all about. So anyways, Robert Moorhead from Japan writes, (laughs) he's pretty funny, this just in. Norv Turner says the team made a few good plays, played hard, did some things well, he also saw pigs fly over the stadium and bought the Brooklyn Bridge from a guy in the parking lot. And on the on the way out of the on the way out to the bus, an old lady with a cane got past Barry Sims and sacked Tui for a ten yard loss. Turner said that Sims made a good move on her, but she just got past him. That's a great comment. I love it. <laughs> Keep them coming. We got some other ones here from Frank. Uh, his comments kind of sums up his uh, comment, which is pathetic. You guys can read that. It sums it up, man. What a game. There's another one from Tommy. Tommy was at the game in New York. We're going to try to get a picture of Tommy up on the webpage because he suffered through the indignation. And it says in his his email to me, he got eight phone call messages before he got out of the parking lot there at the Jets, Jets Stadium. So, Tommy... He took the heat for the Raider Nation. He said there were about 25% of the stadium were Raiders, which is a good showing. I want to thank all you Raider fans out there for getting to the game, supporting the team. Um, but I don't know if this team deserved it that day. Uh, his comment just simply says the subject is ugly, and it certainly was. Uh, ugly performance by the Raiders. His comment also was he's glad he wasn't home because he probably – would have destroyed his big string TV. 
And so, anyways, another comment here was from Raider Dave. Um, we're getting pummeled by the Jets. Is anyone else as frustrated as I am with this game? Absolutely. Uh, another one from Raider Dave. What the hell? <laughs> and they just keep on coming. So I want to thank you guys for commenting. And I know the Raider fans will get a kick out of your comments. They're great. If you guys need an opportunity, I'd like you to flip on over to the Raider take because he's got some great stuff. I always like to – it's not like he's my brother-in-law or anything. It's just that he does have some great takes on the games, and he is the only haiku guy in the entire NFL. So this is the haiku for the Raiders 10, Jets 26 loss. If not excellence, then effort. If not wins, then pride. Just try, baby. That's it, man. That's the haiku. That's the haiku of the NFL. Only the Raiders have it. And he has a post-game take. I think it'd be good for all the fans to get on the side. RaiderTake.com. Sean, he's awesome. He's a great guy. He is a great fan, and he has some excellent views on the game. Also, I got a shout-out here to my special friend, Charger Ray, at the Boltcast. Because the Boltcast is always talking about going to the playoffs, and we're on our way. And the last time I know you guys heard me calling him out because his brother Chris gave me a hard time. Well, I haven't heard nothing from either one of them because they got punked by the fish at home. Fond memories of the steel curtain at their own stadium. Thanks for the playoff smack, boys. I don't think so. You guys are going to play the Colts next week, and you're going down. End of subject. Thanks, Charger Ray, for all the entertainment. Okay, we're looking for the end 06 draft. You think so? I think so. We're currently, right now, if we keep playing the way we're playing, we got the 10th pick overall. So all you, you know, mental mathematicians get on out there and figure it out because it looks like we might be in the top 10 as far as picks if we continue to play this style of play that we're playing uh, like this game. Now, I'm going to tell you, man, you can't cry anymore because I've already cried all the tears out. I know the rest of Raider Nation is already as flipped out as I am about the lack of production from this all-potent team. And I just want everybody to reflect on what they were thinking of at the beginning of the season because it's almost comical. Matter of fact, I do have to chuckle. Um, a lady came up in my – a lady. A lady came up. I was walking out of the store yesterday on my way to my daughter's basketball game, and I had my Raider stuff on, and <laughs> she goes, the Raiders suck. Now, what do you say to someone – an old lady who looks at you and says, the Raiders suck. You know what I told her? I go, you're absolutely right. They do suck. We'll be back. That's all I had to say. You know, I'm sure that I'm not the only Raider fan that gets pummeled by everybody. Uh, thank the Lord the 49ers are further down in the toilet bowl than we are. At least we're up there by the tidy bowl, man. Uh, we're not down there at the bottom where the neck is. But... Uh, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I always share that with you because I find it real humorous at this point. There's not much we can do about it. 
Um, all the yelling and screaming isn't going to do much. I will tell you this. You'll be able to get some pretty good tickets probably for the Browns game coming up. Um, but I, I'd like to see the stadium fill up, man. I'd like to see a lot of Raider fans out there. You know, we got to get got to get out there. we got to support our team. There's always a Raider Nation in the parking lot. Like I said before, 35,000, 40,000 people every game. You know, it's about the team. It's about the fans. It's about the Raider Nation, too. We have to support our team no matter what. I just wish that the team would put a little more effort into winning. Uh, I know I put all the effort I can into cheering. I know the rest of the Raider Nation does, too. And uh, it's it's pathetic, really. I mean, that's the word that comes to mind, that these guys can't play up to their salaries at the very minimum. These guys are getting paid huge dollars to make it happen. And uh, I'll go through the game here right now. We'll talk about the team that has quit. The first losing franchise to show in December. That's us, because everybody else played pretty doggone strong. Even the losing teams. The Browns played well. Miami obviously played very well, because they beat the Chargers. The Fish beat the Chargers in the Chargers' hometown of the Qualcomm Coliseum. Now, go figure. Can you go figure? You know, I, I just it's comical. I was I love to see it, but I would love to have seen the Raiders put on a, a decent show. We lost to a two and ten Jets team with a third string quarterback and a third string running back. Did anybody think that we were going to lose this game? I had it in the back of my mind, but I didn't. I didn't really feel that it was a possibility. Tui gets sacked six times, fumbles twice, two interception. Jankowski is yet another example why not to waste another number one draft pick on a kicker because he and Leckler both dropped the ball. I don't mean literally, but Jankowski couldn't get the ball on a kickoff past the 20-yard line, and as far as his field goals went, he missed a 26-yard Guaranteed three points, and he almost missed the only other field goal he had. Lucky for him, it hit the post and bounced in. I don't know where his head is, but it should be out of the Oakland Raiders locker room for that performance of this year. He is currently 76% of his kicks. That is a dismal low in the NFL. And to be a number one draft choice, and you know, kickers... (laughs) <laughs> they don't get no heat. They don't get hit. They don't get. They don't tackle. I mean, there's nothing to kicking. You kick the ball and you go off the field. So Jankowski, I should call him Janikowski. That's his name, but I like calling him Jankowski because I'm pissed at him. Get out. You know he can go along with Collins and Turner out the door. All right. There's five things I got to say about this game. Okay. Number one. Turner did not plan for Tui's game. The blocking schemes need to change with a mobile QB, you idiot. Look at the Atlanta Atlanta Falcons game. Look at their offensive line. The line allows the quarterback to move in the pocket and move out of the pocket. No such thing here. Tui had to play the same game as Collins. That's why he did the same things that Collins did. He got sacked. Excuse me, he got sacked through interceptions, was pressured, had nowhere to go. That is pathetic. 
the O-line. Okay, Sims, you are the weak link, and you need to get on out of town because your penalties are killing us, the holding calls, and you're too slow on the outside. People are beating you all over the place. You may be big, but you're certainly not sharp. you got to move on. we got to get another offensive player in there that's going to do the job. I don't care if he's as big. He just has to be quicker and beat these guys to the punch. What a pathetic performance by the offensive line. I cannot believe that they let Tui get pummeled. And that was a Turner situation. I'll go over that in just a little bit. You'd think that Tui would have as much time as Collins has because Collins had a lot of time in the pocket. Tui had half the time Collins had. I was sitting there thinking, what happened? Between last week and this week, we lost two seconds and holding the ball. We lost two seconds of the quarterback. One, two. We lost those two seconds that he could have had something happen, at least the opportunity to run out of the outside. There were no plays that that allowed him to get to the outside. And I hate to use this as an example, but Jake Plummer with the Broncos, they have schemes to get him to roll out, to pull the defense to one side so he can get to the outside and see his receivers. This is something that Turner is responsible for, and he sorely blew it. And to call him a great offensive mind is a tragedy. He is not an offensive mind. He is offensive, period. Okay. I had to take a breath after that one. Okay, here's number three. Lack of a running game. This is something that I thought was a for sure. If someone would have asked me what I thought about our running game on this game, I would say that Jordan would get 30 carries for sure, 28 to 30, because that's what you do when you have a rookie quarterback. You know that the Jets were going to come after our quarterback. I knew that the Jets were going to come after him because he's like a rookie. He hasn't played, and they're going to try to pressure him and punk him just like they did. What do you do? You're supposed to be able to keep the ball running, to keep those guys in the back, backed up, and the linebackers pulled back, so you got to watch for the run. Did it happen? Hell no. It didn't happen. We did not run against the 29th-ranked defense, run defense in the NFL. You would think that this would be a priority, but no. We ran 14 times for a total of 49 total yards. The rest of it was passing to intercept and being blocked down passes. And, of course, the sacks. That is poor coaching, period. That is just poor coaching. I I don't even know what else to say. Now, number four. Let's go on to number four. The defense was missing in this game. I could see that they were missing because they could see that the offense was missing in this game. I don't know how you get your defense pumped up, but you certainly don't get it pumped up by turning the ball over in consecutive downs so that you're out there for 20 minutes at a time. That is not going to rile up your defense and get them to step it up. The defense made the defense front four made rookie Bollinger look like Peyton Manning and Cedric 
Houston, who's another rookie, looked like LaDamian Tomlinson. Unbelievable play. I could not believe our front four were so pathetic against this team that has been completely rushed over by every other team with the exception of two in the NFL. Poor play, absolutely poor. Listen to the other things, too. The Jets also lost their starting center. They start. They lost their starting linebacker and a starting tackle. Boy, talk about trying to beat a wounded animal. That's the most wounded team we played all season. So I just, it's almost funny. Can you feel it? I, I'm not pissed anymore. I'm just amazed. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. I'm amazed as a fan. I'm just amazed at the lack of production. And I, I know it comes from the one place. It comes from the coach. And I will tell you right now, between now and the end of the season, the Raider Nation is going to see the team turn on this guy because his lack of leadership, his lack of planning, his play calling, all three are totally wrong for the Raiders. Turner has to go. This team, this game shows all the reasons why Norv has, Norv has to be shown the door with Collins. Now, here's something that Norv has said, and this is a quote, and I'm, I'm not kidding. This is what he said. It's not his job to motivate the team. They are professionals. It's their job to motivate themselves. They get paid a big salary, and that's not part of his job. Bullshit. It is a big part of his job, and winning coaches in the NFL motivate their players. They chastise them when they're wrong, and they encourage them when they're right, and they keep that thing going, and they build the team up and give the team a reason for victory when there is none. This is when true coaches show up. And I'd have to tell you that the coach of the Miami Dolphins is a perfect example of a coach that will not give up. Herm Edwards, the coach of the Jets, what character? I've said it before. This guy has a no-quit, a no-die attitude. He took the worst team in the NFL, or one of the, one of the four worst teams in the NFL, and kicked our ass. He didn't just beat us. He beat us bad. He embarrassed us. This is why he should be the next coach of the Oakland Raiders. This is my my opinion. That's what good. That's what good coaches do. That's what good coaches have to do. And we don't have a good coach. It showed in his game plan for this game, his lack of game planning. You know, some people are going to tell me this, and I've heard this from other people because I've complained a little. I'm sure you have too. You know what? He only had three days to prepare. Horse shit. You know, horse shit. I'll tell you this. He had a month to prepare. He knew this was going to come down the pipe last month. If not, how do you expect your number two quarterback to fare if something happens to Collins? Hello? Are you going to play the same game with this other guy? It shows me two things. One, he's a very poor planner. Number two, he wasn't prepared for Collins to get hurt. Just imagine this, Raider fans, and I want you to take this to the bank. If we were opposite, if we were 8-4, and 9-4, and four, Okay, and we had Collins go down. Do you think that Tui could have stepped into that situation and played the same ball game? I think not. 
And I don't, I for sure can tell you that, that Coach Turner is not prepared for that change, and it would have been a devastating situation if we were running for the playoffs at that time. This is what good coaches do. They prepare for things to happen, and that's what good coaches do, and we don't have one. Okay, there's some game highlights. I just want you to know, yes, there are some great things. Derek Burgess is the proverbial angel on the top of the Christmas tree. He is the only light shining and the only bulb working on the whole string. He's the guy that shines through for the Oakland Raiders. This is a never-quit individual. This guy doesn't say much, but he says it all on the field. Two sacks, number one in the NFL, the sack master of the Oakland Raiders is Derek Burgess, sack master of the NFL, entire NFL. If he doesn't go to the Pro Bowl, that would suck, and he deserves to go to the Pro Bowl because of his play. Chris Carr, another player that did not give up this game. He went for broke. He continued to try to go the extra yard to make things happen. Good for you, Chris. Hats off to you, brother. And John Kowski, he's a shining light, and this is why. Missing a 26-yard 26 26-yard 26 field goal, and why is he a shining light? Because I said he'd probably miss it, and he did. That's why. That's why. And I'll tell you that for sure. Okay, Raider Nation, you can't be down. you got to be up. What else are you going to do? You know what? I tell you what, we are all in misery together, so let's be in misery together. You know you're taking hits like I am. I know I am too. I get friends calling me all the time. You know, blah, 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 blah. Don't forget now, I want you guys to click on that Frapper site. It's right there in the middle of my page, kind of on the right, underneath the link section. And put your address in there, man. I want to see you guys. You can put a picture in there. I want to see my Raider Nation. My picture's in there. Randy, my partner's picture's in there. Dave from England's. We got all kinds of people in there. Put your put your picture in there. Put your address in there. Like I said before, it's not going to show your exact address, so they can't come haunting you. And it's not going to give your name out to anybody. It's just a cool little thing that lets me know where my fans are, uh, the Raider Nation podcast fans which is kind of cool. One more thing. we got a Browns game coming up. And like I said before, it's all about the fans. It's all about the friends. It's all about the tailgate. And it's about the team. We'd like to see the team get victorious. But let's go there and check out our team. Let's root him on. Let's root Tui on because he's going to play some more. And on the last note of the game, of this podcast, let me just tell you, I still think Tui's a good quarterback. He's a rookie quarterback. Any rookie quarterback gets pummeled. I mean, look at Eli Manning last season. He took all kinds of hits and heat. And This season he's taken the Giants to the playoffs. I think at least making a run, which is pretty good for a second season. we got to give Tuiasa Sopa an opportunity to play, an opportunity to win. It's his only game. It's his first game he's played for five years, for crying out loud. we got to give him a chance, and we got to see what he can do. I only hope that Norv Turner can work some plays up to give this kid an opportunity to show what he's got. Because it's, it's a real sad thing to me if we let this kid go after this season and uh, he goes somewhere else to make something happen. But if that happens, well, good for him.
we do need a quarterback for this team. I don't know if Tui is going to be the answer. That's yet to be seen. I hope that he plays well for the Brown, against the Browns. And I hope our whole team shows up against the Browns. I really hope that these guys were embarrassed and chumped and uh, not embarrassed to the point where they won't play with any spirit. I thought, I hope they get pissed off, just like the fans. And you know what, fans? I'm going to tell you right now. You let them know how you feel. If the team ain't doing good, like I've said before, we let them know. It's our responsibility to hold their, them accountable if Turner's not holding them accountable. If nobody else is, Al Davis needs to hear the Raider Nation because Al will be up in his little box up there. He'll be listening for the, what's going on. And if he hears all them boos all day long, well, something's going to happen. And you know Turner, the way he looked yesterday, looked like he already got chewed out, looked like he might be out of a job this season. Let us hope he's out of a job because his performance is less than adequate. Okay, Raider fans, that's it for the Raider Nation podcast for this post-game show. Like I said, keep on smiling. you got to take the heat because you're standing in the kitchen. This is Raider Greg from the Raider Nation podcast. I am out.